East Coast Breakfast. Finance Minister Ino Korongwada delivered his budget speech. Now, Yasmin Suleiman, a tax specialist from Bowman, joins us to break it down for us. Good morning, ta- uh, Yasmin. Good morning. How are you? Well, thank you for joining us. Um, so, for, for the, you know, those who don't, don't, who are not encumbered by the numbers game, what's the top line takeaways for Man on the Street? I think the big uh, surprise was there was really not too many surprises in the budget. Mm. Um, you know, with an election year, you would have expected more populist kind of uh, proposals coming through. Um, you know, if you think back to the previous years, you would have said, you know, you looked at, um, you know, increasing grants, uh, fees must fall, those kind of uh, proposals came through. So we didn't see a lot of that this year. Uh, so what we saw is a very restrained budget, uh, I think very carefully thought out. Uh, so no huge shocks to the system. Obviously, there's a lot of devil in the detail, but um, but overall, I think fair and reasonable and conservative. So speaking about the devil in the detail or the detail in the devil, whatever it is, how do you think that budget speech, like you said, it's an election year? There weren't many surprises. How was it influenced by this? So I think that, um, you know, I think Treasury tried to walk a tight line. Uh, I don't think that they were influenced too much about, uh, you know, a possible uh, change in, in, in regime. Uh, so I think they, they did take fiscal prudence quite, uh, quite uh, seriously. Uh, we didn't see any big shocks to the system. So we didn't see any increases in the VAT rate, which most co- uh, commentators uh, discounted anyway. Um, and, you know, where the additional uh, revenue is going to come from is from simply not increasing the tax brackets. Now... That's more palatable, I think, to taxpayers because essentially it's not an increase. You just stay where you are and the effect of inflation takes care of the rest. So it's not obvious that there is an increase, um, you know, it's, uh, which would be quite different uh, from a case where you have a VAT rate increase or if the few levies were tampered with. Now, in terms of the detail, there are one or two proposals that would have widespread impact. The one mm. that I can think of is, um, you know, there's a, there's a proposal to remove the zero rating on certain fruit and vegetables. So currently, you know, I mean, if you go into a shop and you buy uh, whole fruit and vegetables, obviously that's zero rated. And if you pick up a packet of cut fruit and vegetables or frozen fruit and vegetables, uh, those are also zero rated. Uh, there is now a proposal for those cut up and frozen uh, or even fresh, uh, fresh, fresh ones that have been prepared, uh, that zero rating now disappears. And that's an immediate 15% increase on the cost of those kinds of products. Um, and, you know, I think there, it's a, as I said, the, you know, the devil's in the detail. Uh, I don't think it had too many headlines, but I think given the size of that market, you could see uh, a big increase in, you know, in the, in the cost of those kind of products to the consumer. Mm. Mm. That's unfortunate. And, and you mentioned uh, tax there. It's one of the things we were eagerly uh, waiting for in terms of if, is anything going to be said about that? Um, can you maybe just tell us any changes that could be made to the tax system to support businesses and employment? Well, I think uh, if we just look at the supporting of businesses, I think the tax, the way the tax system is set up, there's no real distinguishing between um, small business and large business, except for the fact that you may be serviced by different people at SARS. Um you know, I think the, uh, our system is set up to be quite administratively burdensome. Um, it's not like we have a one-stop shop where if you want to set up a business, you can visit a one, you know, one office and have all your, for example, all your registrations done in one shot. Um, you know, it's quite a cumbersome process. Uh, you know, yes, South Africa is quite a sophisticated economy and so on, but it just, you know, adds to the cost of doing business. 
Um, you know, I recently had a client that expanded into a, another African country, and I was very interested to find out for that country, you can go to one office and get everything registered in one place. You know, mm. from from the company to your tax registrations to your licenses, everything in one morning, and it's done. You know, um, and I thought, you know, if something like that could be rolled out in South Africa, that would be first class. You know, what we have is, uh, and and I can see this across smaller businesses and larger businesses as well. Yeah. Because that usually is our client base. I mean, to get a simple thing like a VAT registration, <laughs> it's not that simple. You know, mm. There's a lot of hoops to, to jump through. Uh, understandably, you know, SARS is concerned about the level of VAT fraud and so on. Yeah. But, you know, to, to get to a position where a business simply cannot start operating because it doesn't have that vital <laughs> that registration number, I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. For most people in the short term, uh, the short term effects of the budget speech is this is the syntax. So uh, break it down for us. Pull the plaster off. Uh, where are our syntaxes going to hit us? Well, I think every year the expectation that is uh, is that syntaxes will go up, and I think this year was no exception. Um, if you look at the excise duties on wines, beers, and spirits, uh, those are all increasing by six point seven percent to seven point two percent, which is a significant mm-hmm. increase. Um, Excise duties on cigarettes are up by 4.7%, uh, tobacco and cigars by 8.2%, and vaping products, uh, the excise duty on that is also up from uh, to, to, to 3.4 milliliter. Now, I think the, the issue with sin taxes, obviously, is the illicit economy, and um, I think the higher these taxes go, the, the more attractive it is to actually procure these products in the illicit common economy rather than uh, buying the mainstream products that include all these taxes. So that's uh, really the bug there for for a lot of uh, producers that are actually paying these taxes, accounting for them, but um, you know can't control the illicit economy and the, the supplies in that in, in, in that part mm. of the economy. So yes, we a lot of focus has been placed on implementing a fiscal anchor, right? Has the minister announced proposed plans for decreasing government expenditure, which we know is so high? So if you look at the budget for this year, I mean, wait, well, let's just talk about what a fiscal anchor is in the first place, you know, and I think mm. in South Africa's context, it is around debt uh, sustainability because there is a gap between our revenue in the form of taxes and other types of uh, revenue and, and the actual expenditure. And we have to finance that difference through, uh, through debt. And that debt has steadily increased, especially since the COVID years. Now, one of the things in terms of fiscal sustainability is that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we can't spend uh, too much on on paying interest on debt. And if you look at our, our expenditure at the moment, for every rand um, that we uh, that we collect in revenue, twenty cents goes to servicing interest costs. You know, so twenty percent of our total budget is made up of debt service costs, which is really not sustainable. You, we should be using that kind of money for for uh, funding other government services. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there is really this focus on reducing or or stabilizing that debt, and I think they have made strides in that direction. So if you look at the current year budget, what they're proposing is a primary surplus in the current year. So in other words, we're going to, uh, you know, before interest costs, going to be spending less than we generate in revenue. Uh, so I think a lot of work has been done to sort of temper a government spending 
there's still allocations towards social services and things like that, but I think uh, they've been very conservative in the way they've budgeted an allocation of expenditure. Uh, one mm. hopes that you know there'll be a lot of uh, uh, measures in place to prevent wastage of expenditure and make sure that the money is spent productively. The other uh, proposal that's come through is uh, in order to pay down uh, some of the debt is to access some of our gold and foreign exchange reserves that are held by the Reserve Bank. Uh, it's that's not a very popular sort of proposal uh, because it, it does mean that maybe we're accessing our nest egg uh, for a rainy day. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think they, they haven't uh, proposed that we're going to access the whole amount of the reserve, but a portion of it. Um, but I think the, the main thing there is that it must be used in specific circumstances to bring down our debt rather than being spent on operating expenditure. Yeah. Um, so it, it needs to be seen how it will be, how it will, will be spent when it's torn down. Mm-hmm. And, and then Yasmin, just finally, I need positive vibes there. Yeah? Just one positive thing we yes, can please. take. Just some good vibes. Just please. anything like so, one. So, yeah. So, ish, so yes, the yeah. positive, the, the positive <laughs> thing is that we're not going to pay more in uh, in fuel levies. We're mm-hmm. not going to pay uh, more in that. So those are positives. Okay. I think we we can commend the government for the national national treasury for being quite restrained. I think you know in a in a year where a government if he's facing the prospect of maybe losing the majority, uh, you know, the impetus is there to spend wildly, uh, to to drag us further into debt in order to garner votes, and they avoided that. So I think, you know, it, uh, you know it's not like uh, they've neglected, the, in, uh, you know, the uh, people that are vulnerable. There are increases to grants that have been proposed. It's not like, you know, mm-hmm. those have been left out. So I think, you know, overall, I think we can commend them for being restrained, being thoughtful, uh, mindful, and, um, you know, I, I, I think not doing anything too damaging, if I can put it that way. Yasmin Suleiman, thank you for joining us this morning. East Coast Breakfast.